every moment spent in connection, reflecting on who we are and how we've grown, the moments that are full of joy and celebration, and then those moments that challenge us and ask us to change course, pivot in a new direction, and grow and change in ways that we never anticipated. Every moment spent in connection, sharing those reflections, coming together around shared experiences, changes who we are. Because it allows us to get to know who we are, to get to know our hearts, and it allows us to form connections and community around shared passions, interests, and joy. Welcome to Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Through conversations focusing on life's biggest lessons, this series will explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we create through sharing our reflections. It's an open and honest look at the moments and lessons in our lives that impact us. Every episode features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, full of joy, and get you thinking about the experiences in your life and the lessons they've taught you. Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. Today I'm joined by Sarah McCormick to talk about a lesson she's learned in how we can use astrology to frame our soul care practices, especially in times of honoring our grief. I was really happy to sit down with Sarah for this conversation because We are experiencing a universal grief during this time, and some of us have lost family or friends due to COVID or just loss in general. There's a sense of normalcy that we still don't have. And so how do we honor ourselves? How do we continue to take care of ourselves while honoring our grief during this time? Plus, we are officially one year into the pandemic. And so I thought it was really important for Sarah and I to sit down and have this conversation. Sarah McCormick, though, let me introduce you to her before I even talk about today's episode. Sarah is the astrologer behind Bella De Luna, and she uses her background in psychology to create astrology tools for magic seekers that helps you find your own power and rhythm through planning with the moon cycles, seasonal wisdom, and everyday magic. Over the years, Sarah has curated her self-care toolbox with tools for checking in with yourself. And so part of this tool set was developing her work with cosmic planning, utilizing the moon phases, seasonal cycles, and astrological wisdom to craft more magic into her daily planning and routine. And now she is sharing these beautiful tools with us in today's episode. Sarah and I really talk about why self-care is soul care, and how it opens up the door to a greater relationship with yourself. Through sharing her own experience with grief, Sarah sheds light on why paying attention to the moon is so incredibly healing, the importance of allowing ourselves to feel our emotions without being overwhelmed by them, the growth that she's experienced as a result, and the joy that she's found. Sarah's reflections, honesty, and vulnerability will leave you feeling inspired, but also remind you that when we give ourselves permission to sit with our emotions, we're able to expand in ways that we really never imagined. As Sarah so beautifully shares, allowing ourselves to feel our grief lets us feel and experience our joy too. 
Before we dive in though to today's new episode, I want to share with you, if you haven't heard already, about our Seek the Joy Summit, which is going live on Zoom on Saturday, April 10th. We are bringing together people from all around the world to connect, inspire, and grow. I am so excited about our one-day virtual retreat, which will be filled with empowering conversations and sessions on mindfulness, finding our joy, and choosing positivity, stepping into our authentic voice, the importance of sharing our story, finding connection, and so much more. Every single session and panel is with guests that you know and love from Seek the Joy podcast, from Kelly Rutherford, Aiden Chase, Ardry Ori, Lysandra Vasquez. The list goes on and on. So to learn more and register for free, yes, the event is totally free, hit the link in our show notes or go to seekthejoypodcast.com slash seekthejoysummit. Spots are limited though, and registration closes on Friday, April 9th, so make sure to secure your spot before then. But there is more, because when you register for the summit, you are automatically entered into our grand prize giveaway, featuring prizes from some of our favorite mindfulness and wellness brands like Yoga Wake Up, Mind Travel, Your Joyologist, Primally Pure, The I Am Journal, Sustainabar, and so much more. This is going to be so much fun and such a great way to come together in community right now, and I just... Can't wait to see you there. I am so grateful to all the speakers and the supporters who are joining me to celebrate this community and grow together. The themes of the day are empowerment, wellness, and joy. And oh, it's going to be so good to learn more and register for free. Hit the link in our show notes or go to seekthejoypodcast.com slash seekthejoysummit. All right, that is it. That's all I've got for today's new episode. To learn more about Sarah and her work with Bella De Luna, today's new episode or our series Lessons In, head on over to the website, seekthejoypodcast.com. Everything is right there. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Sarah McCormick of Bella De Luna, all about using astrology to frame our soul care practices. Sarah, I am excited to have this conversation with you because, you know, we look at tools for self-care and self-love and to really fortify us. And I don't know how often we always put astrology in that category. So I would love to dive in. Like, how did you dive in, step into using astrology to help with your self-care and kind of build this self-care toolbox for yourself? Yeah, it's really interesting because, I mean, I think with a lot of these stories like this, it was something that kind of evolved and had layers um, kind of grow on it upon time. But for me, it really began with the moon. Mm -hmm. And I think the moon is like the perfect intro to astrology for most people because, you know, astrology can, it kind of has a bad rap where people, you know, people think it's too woo-woo or it's too out there or that um, it's somehow predicting things or making things happen. And Mm -hmm. my viewpoint of astrology is really that it's just a reflection of uh, parts of ourselves. It's just a reflection of how we feel. And it's it's just mirroring things back to us. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love about, you know, beginning kind of this 
work with astrology and self-care with the moon because in astrology the moon represents our emotions and it's in real life I think the moon is pretty accessible like we can all see it Mm -hmm. in the sky we can watch it wax and wane and the light change and we can just begin to notice and notice how we feel just even as the moon goes through phases and the light of the moon changes and that's really what kind of steps you into the self-care portion, because really the basis of self-care is opening up that doorway to having a relationship to yourself, to being Mm -hmm. willing to take a moment and pause and ask yourself, how am I feeling? You know, what do I need? Like what, um, what emotions are coming up for me? What do I need to sit with? How do I want to, you know, work with these emotions? Do I do want to do anything with them? Do I just want to let them move through me? Like that's the doorway that you can kind of step into Mm -hmm. and expand upon just by being like, okay, I'm going to start watching the moon and, you know, asking myself every day, how do I feel? And then Mm -hmm. seeing as the moon changes, you know, is does that reflect how like I change and how my feelings change? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really the first step for me. That mm-hmm. was kind of what got me in the door. And then it just expanded on that as I learned more and more about astrology. Um, you know, astrology is just archetypes. Mm-hmm. Like you can break it down into archetypes of how you think, how you feel, how you act, um, what how you what you value and how you show others how you love them or how you show yourself you love yourself. There's just this whole world that you can build upon of um, this kind of gentle container mm-hmm. that gives you like a safe place to explore yourself and how you feel um, where there's, there's no judgment. There's no right or wrong. It's just, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I love what you said that self-care is about opening up the door to a relationship to self. Yes. In almost four years of doing the podcast and talking about self-care, I have never heard it framed that way. And I hope that people are writing this down and going back because it really is. It's about opening that door to understanding the self, to honoring the self, and then incorporating practices that fortify you, that fulfill you, that allow you to grow and expand. And it's so interesting because you and I are recording this in February. This is going to air in March. We're almost a year into this pandemic and a year into being at home. And there's this sense, I think, of collective grief. And yes. part of this grief is uh, universal. We're, it's also individual. We're all going through our own version. And I have found that when we are going through grief, we often forget about our self-care. We often forget to take care of ourselves. You're on autopilot. You're just trying to get through the day. And so I would love to talk about in terms of the cycles of the moon or astrology in general, if someone is experiencing this level of grief right now, where where can they start in terms of incorporating astrology as part of their toolbox to honor themselves and honor what it is that they're experiencing? Yeah. So the thing about grief is it makes everything feel so overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. Like every choice you need to make, even like the smallest things, like what to eat seem impossible. It's like you, your mind, your body, your whole body just revolts against the idea of one more thing added to your plate, even if that thing is what is keeping you alive. And, um, 
I'm just going to dive into my story here. Cause please. I think, it I think, yes, I think it would be so helpful and relevant. So please, I would love that. So, and this is where I really started to see where, um, astrology really can help. I, I had a deeper understanding of how astrology really goes hand in hand with self-care and especially with going through a, a time of grief, a really mm-hmm. big transformation because a few years ago, um, six weeks after my son was born and, and that was, he's my, my first child. So, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a parent is already a huge transformation in itself. And you have your own kind of grief you're dealing with as you're kind of going through that transition. Yeah. But then six weeks after my son died or my son, I'm getting my words mixed up. Six weeks after my son was born, my dad suddenly passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, that just threw me into at the time, what felt like a just pit of despair and yeah. grief. And, you know, everything was overwhelming. Everything felt like too much. Um, I just, I didn't have the capacity to really deal with anything. Um, it was just literally just survival mode and making it through the day. Um, and I think what really helped me is I didn't realize I was doing this at first, but over the weeks, as the, you know, time moved on, I kind of started to realize that I was falling back on like a, you know, at that point, probably decades long practice of just checking in with the moon each day and kind of using that to frame my self-care because like I said, everything felt so overwhelming, like making any kind of choice about like what, you know, I'd get up in the morning and like, what am I supposed to do with my day? Like I, mm-hmm. I just felt frozen. Yeah. Um, and so I would look at the moon and just, I wouldn't make it complicated. I would just look at, okay, what sign is the moon in today? And let's say if the moon was in Aries, Aries is a sign of action of, um, just kind of just moving action, you know, moving, taking action initiative kind of thing. And so I would just be like, okay, um, I would, I would take my son, I'd put him in a stroller. We would, you know, I'd get us both dressed out of the house and we would just walk around the neighborhood. I'm like, mm-hmm. I am taking action today because that is, it was just a clear, simple, straightforward kind of way for me to look and give me something to do that felt like I was accomplishing something without having to get lost mm-hmm. in grief because I think yeah. that's the fine line we walk when we're in that period of grief is there's a, a line where we have to kind of toe of making sure we're taking care of ourselves while also giving space to process these feelings and these emotions um, because we don't want anything like the emotions to get stuck. We don't mm-hmm. want them to get stagnant. We want to be able to help them move through us, but we also don't want to push them away or Mm -hmm. rush the process. And so just giving myself that framework of being able to look at, you know, what sign the moon was in each day and, you know, having like really quick and easy things associated with each of those that I could just kind of like pick from like a yeah, a bullet point, like three point list. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do one of these three things today. Um, it kind of gave me a little bit of break. It gave me a little bit of a breathing room where things didn't feel quite so overwhelming, where I felt like I was still doing something. I was still kind of connecting with myself in some way and tending to my needs in some way without 
um, kind of getting lost in all of the feelings that were there Mm -hmm. Mm because I knew the feelings just needed space. They needed time for me to kind of work with them and let them move through me. This wasn't like an overnight fix. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's so important and interesting about healing and something that we talk about, but I think is important to touch on here is that especially in the context of grief, healing takes time and you'll have days where you know, you're thinking about the good memories and the joy with that loved one or or whatever it is. And then other days you're just completely washed over by sadness, anger, frustration, despair. I mean, it runs the gamut. My grandpa passed away in October, 2020. And I have days where I don't even think about it. And then I have days where it's so overwhelming. Last night, I actually had a dream. It was one of the first times I've had a dream with him in it. And so I woke up this morning and I was felt the heaviness. Do you know what I mean? That heaviness of the grief. And so I love what you said about the moon. It's about checking in with what sign the moon is in and letting that guide you as to what you do that day. It's like this element of permission that I think we need, especially in moments of grief. So it's permission to let yourself rest. It's permission to let yourself move your body. It's permission to allow yourself to to let the energy move. I love what you said, that you have to let the energy of the emotions move because if it remains stagnant, it builds up, it can develop, you know, um, I'm a firm believer, it develops illness in the body and it becomes this whole thing that nobody has time for. (laughs) (laughs) So I love what you said. So Okay. So checking in with the phases of the moon. I love that in the context of astrology, because it's, it goes beyond knowing your traits, knowing your sun, your rising, your moon, you know, your Saturn, et cetera. So if someone is listening, I mean, I know you have great resources on your site. I assume you've got something about the moon that's going to help people. (laughs) Okay. So let's point them to it. So they know while they're listening to us, um, where to go to find this, because this is going to be so helpful. This is going to be so helpful, especially as we're now in a year of this pandemic. And I don't know about you, but I've gone through so many waves of emotions of like some days where I'm super productive, other days where I'm like, I feel like a cartoon character laying on the ground, staring at the ceiling, being like, oh my God, is this a joke? So where can everybody find this, this amazing tool you've created? So um, on my website, belladeluna.com, there is a page. If you're looking at the website at the menu bar, it's under the about section where it says free resources. And on that page is a free download of um, using the moon for self-care. And I I call it soul care because Mm -hmm. I like to remind people that self-care is more than just the physical body. It's about all of the parts of us. But that guides you through... um, all of the moon phases and the moon signs and really quick, digestible, easy to understand ways Mm -hmm. you can translate that into self-care for the day. Perfect. All right. That's going to go in the show notes. So everybody, if you're listening, go look at it now. Otherwise, take a look at it later. You know, I want to talk about something that you also said about feeling our emotions. And I think it's about not being overwhelmed by them. Mm -hmm. And so being able to look at the emotion, I think for what it is and what it's supposed to show us or serve us and teach us in that moment. I'm curious what your experience has been with allowing yourself to feel, to deeply feel without getting lost in it. And, and do you have any advice for people who are like, that's me. I do that too. (laughs) Like, how can I now, like, how can I navigate this for myself? 
Yeah. So to me, um, and this is why I love the way I work with astrology is using it as a framework, Mm -hmm. a framework that um, really gives us permission to dive into these parts of ourselves that we might tend to shy away from because we underestimate ourselves. We have, whether they are what we would might label, you know, negative or bad emotions, even though no emotion is negative or bad, but, you know, we might associate it that way. Um, Or it may just be an emotion that feels overwhelming. Like we feel like we are going to like burst or that it's, you know, it's just heavy. Like it's just overwhelming us in some way. And we tend to get scared when things feel that way and push the emotion away from us as fast Mm -hmm. as possible, you know, and there's lots of different ways we do that. But I think if we can give ourselves permission to sit with the emotion, we actually will find that we are more capable than we realize and that we're safe. We are not going to get lost in it, Mm -hmm. that it is safe to sit with how we feel and that we will actually develop a deeper relationship with ourselves and a stronger relationship with ourselves where when we are overwhelmed by this grief or whatever feeling feels, you know, enormous and all encompassing, like we instead of feeling like I'm going to drown or I'm, you know, I'm getting lost in this. Mm -hmm. We realize we are our own anchor Mm. and that we are, we can feel the emotion and still be safe because we are anchoring ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love what you said that we are our own anchor. And this takes me back to probably, God, at least 10 years ago where I was in a space where it felt like if I were to experience the depths of the emotions I was ex- experiencing at that time, I would come to it. I wouldn't be able to come out, out of it. And I did have experiences like that where the emotion was so overwhelming that it took me days or weeks to come out of that heaviness I was experiencing, but I came out of it. Right. I eventually did. And I've had experiences like that in the last couple of months where either something has happened with me physically or emotionally. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to continue forever. And it doesn't. Everything is temporary. And so I've had to remind myself of that. So I love what you said about reminding yourself that you are your own anchor, which comes back to trusting yourself knowing that you're safe and being able to, at least for me, and I'm curious for you too, being able to know those things has required me to dive in. You actually have to experience things. You have to take a risk. You have to put yourself in that uncomfortable, what feels like an uncomfortable emotion or moment for yourself to know I'm actually okay. I can do it. And I think we forget that. We think, no, I'm walking away. I'm not doing this thing, but you got to try. You got to put yourself out there and do it. Yeah. The thing um, I try to remind myself is whenever I'm feeling that discomfort where I'm like, Mm. this doesn't, you know, it's like putting on a shirt that's like a little too small, like you're, you know, it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, That means I'm on the right track. That means I'm pushing myself beyond my comfort zone just a little bit. And that's how we grow. That's how we learn more things about ourselves. That's how we develop a deeper relationship with ourselves and feel more peace and security and more at home with ourselves at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's a good analogy. Like it just means you're trying, like you're trying to fit yourself into new spaces or different spaces. And eventually, you know, that t-shirt will give a little, mm-hmm. right. It'll loosen up. 
just like any situation, we'll give a little and loosen up. I love that analogy. Yeah. You know, I'm curious because this the series is about lessons and lessons in what it is that you've experienced or who you are, all those good things. And, you know, I feel like you did touch on this, but what have you learned, I guess, about yourself through incorporating the moon into your soul care? Let's say soul care, because it really is soul care into this toolbox. What have you learned about yourself or is there a lesson um, that has really stood out for you? Yeah. So for me, it's definitely um, that it's funny. I actually posted, um, this on Instagram recently, not even connecting Mm -hmm. the dots was that (laughs) one thing I've learned about like sudden change, it doesn't have to be sudden change, but change in general, it either brings you to your knees or brings you to your power. And what I meant by that was you develop such a deep relationship with yourself when you allow yourself to get to know all the parts of you and all your emotions instead of kind of shoving them down or, or saying, these are uncomfortable. I don't want to look at this. Um, you get to know more of who you are. And that really just kind of overflows into the rest of your life where you're able to kind of live the rest of your life as you keep going with, um, it really helps you feel all your emotions more. It's, you know, letting yourself feel your grief lets you self, lets you feel your joy. You know, they go hand in hand. We can't just cling to one side and ignore the other. If we're trying to block a certain emotion, that's going to block all the rest too. And so to really have a rich and full life, we really do need to let ourselves feel these feelings and be a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Obviously, I mean, you saw my face when you said that. I was like, oh, that's so good, but I didn't want to interrupt you, but that's so good. And you're so right. Because in order to experience all of our emotions, we have to allow ourselves to experience what we probably as humans classify to be the more difficult ones. And if you want to experience joy, you got to allow yourself to experience grief. You know, I was reading a book. It's called The Beauty of What Remains. It's by Steve Leader. And um, ah, Steve Leader, if you're out there, I would love to have you on the podcast because this book is so good and it's about grief and loss. And I highly recommend anyone to read it. Um, he, He talks about in the book how when you are experiencing grief, it means that you allowed yourself to love. It means you allowed yourself to experience joy. It means it allowed you allowed yourself to become connected with somebody else. Because on the other side of love, joy, connection, um, laughter, all the beautiful things is grief over that loss, is a sense of sadness. And part of that too is allowing yourself to tap into that joy, that connection, that love of your loved one uh, to sort of counteract that level of grief too. So I love what you said. It is so spot on. It is so spot on. I think Brene Brown talks about that too, of you've got to allow yourself to experience all of those emotions. So don't fear your emotions. Don't fear your feelings. They're there for a purpose and a reason and a season, and you're supposed to learn something from them. For me, that perspective has been huge. Yes. It's definitely like what has gotten me through those times Mm -hmm. is having that perspective. Mm -hmm. Sarah, I have loved having this conversation with you because- First of all, this concept of soul care, I think is so important. Self-care goes far beyond the physical. It's about the emotional, the spiritual, the mental. Um, 
So I'm so glad that we had this conversation and using astrology in this way is brand new for me. So I'm excited to dive in. And I hope anyone listening, if you dive in, let me and Sarah know, um, because I think this concept is so cool. So where can everybody find you, uh, connect and, and learn more? Yeah. So my website is belladeluna.com and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Bella Deluna Astrology. Perfect. Everything is going in the show notes in addition to what you shared a little bit earlier in the show about getting that free uh, guide for the the moon phases. Um, I just, this was so much fun. I can't thank you enough and uh, I'm excited to share it. I'm excited to see what people think. Yeah, so am I. And thank you so much for having me. I love being here today. 